Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Now, find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all sports information from live in-game betting props and futures. Head to Bet Online today, or use uh, your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Now, use our promo code Believe Fifty to receive your fifty percent welcome. Your bonus on your first deposit. Now, Bet Online is where the game starts. What's going on, Bills Mafia? Welcome to another episode of Believe in Bills. We've got another great episode for you. Today is the big day. We got the pregame today between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. I'm Justice General Rafford, and I got two legends with me, as always. Of course, we got the legendary coach, sports writer, sports director. He does it all. We got Mookie in the building. How you doing today, Mookie? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. It's game day, man. We already know what time it is today, baby. Absolutely. And then, of course, we got the legendary Hall of Famer himself, Mr. Ruben Brown. What's going on, Rube? How you doing today, man? I'm excited. I'm up early. It's game day. You know, it's like I'm ready to go play the game. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's a huge game today. Uh, we wish you did. We had you out there, Rude. That would be a little bit easier for us if we had yeah. a Hall of Fame guard out there. Uh, you know, so it, it's all good. But, um, of course, today's episode is presented by Bet Online, And uh, we got kickoff today. Uh, a pretty, pretty – I mean, it, we, all, we all know about Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, what they can do, right? Who is the biggest non-quarterback factor – in today's game, I'm going to say Mr. Unbothered, Jordan Phillips, number 97. There's a mm-hmm. guy, again, you know, when you look at the past, so, like, he didn't he didn't get a chance to get involved in this found, in this newfound rivalry, whatever people want to call it. Didn't play. You know, he left right after, you know, that, that Houston debacle in Houston, the playoff game in Houston when the Bills should have won that one. So he ended up leaving, going to Arizona, got his back. So he's unfamiliar with this. And guess another guy who unfamiliar. Patrick Mahomes is unfamiliar because now when he steps up in the pocket, he's thinking that style of toilet paper and, and my boy Horrible Harry is still there. They're not there no more. It's Ed Oliver, it's Jordan Phillips, it's Daquan Jones, guys that's going to be in his grill. He's not going to be able to step up in the pocket due to that fact and guy is 6'6 340 pounds in the motor like a Maybach I'm telling you now it's going to be a big X factor not only that but in the run game as well and those are two key areas where the Bills were actually lacking versus Kansas City get pressure on the quarterback on third down and shutting down the run now because of Jordan Phillips those numbers has changed and Von Miller too 
yeah, we got it. We got us a nice little defensive line, and that's definitely going to be one of the stories in today's game. And Jordan Phillips just bring a certain energy. Like you know, every time you go out there, he he's hyping up the crowd, stuffing you know uh, the gaps and everything. He does everything he's supposed to do at a high level. What about you, Rube? Who you think is the biggest non-quarterback factor in today's game? My biggest non-quarterback factor in this game is going to be none on other than Gabriel Davis. All right? Now, let's check this out. All the talk is about Kansas City losing Tyreek Hill. In my book, Gabriel Davis is Tyreek Hill. He can get behind the defense. He can take the top off of it. He can break them. And and is he not the receiver in the league now with the biggest, I mean, uh, most yard after catch or something? He's got a really high stat once catching the ball and yardage. Just simple. He's catching a lot of deep balls. You know, he's catching the ball behind the um, the defense, behind the safeties and such. So, Gabriel, they've been finding him. He's been picking up steam the last few games. So, I would think this game right here is really his really coming out game and showing that he's a serious weapon alongside uh, Diggs on uh, Buffalo Bills offense. Yeah, I mean, you've, if you take a look at what Gabriel Davis has done in the past time, they played the Kansas City Chiefs at 200 yards plus. He had four touchdowns, and he absolutely chopped up that defense. He made one cornerback explode on the fourth and yeah. that You know, he kept them in the game late there in the game. And then last week, of course, he had 170-plus yards, two touchdowns on only three receptions. Right. What, can they, what can Gabriel Davis do in today's game versus two rookie cornerbacks, you just said it. <laughs> you just said it. Two rookie cornerbacks against a guy that could take the top off the defense. So, I mean, just that those matchups and where he's going to make it difficult on those guys. These, these are young kids coming out here trying to, you know, get the excitement and the the excitement and the um, fanfare in Kansas City is in their favor. But they we have some experience route runners out there, guys that can go up and battle for the ball, and uh, a quarterback's going to put it on them in places where the receiver's going to be able to make a play on the, on the ball. It's I would say it's a lot on these young DBs to face this matchup. You know, you're not just facing Josh or Diggs. Then um, Gabe comes through there, that offense in period, what they're going to have to be. Um, what they're working on to study and be prepared for all the different things that the, the Bills offense itself can throw at you. And then you turn around and here's Gabe Davis running all around here. I mean, we get, and, and we're getting a few other guys healthy. Isn't um, uh, not supposed to be in the game? Yep. He's healthy. Uh, our roster health-wise looks better than theirs because we only have one guy out and one questionable, which we don't, I'm sure they probably leaning more towards playing and and they've got like four guys out like mm-hmm. short out and a two questionable so all that's in our favor the question uh, yeah the, the questionable guy is jordan phillips and best believe jordan phillips is going to play in this game because sure. jordan phillips is from kansas so he's going to have a lot of family members there and you know i got and I, I went right to the locker room this week and i got right at him and i you know had to you know 
talked to him about that. And he said, man, I got, you know, I'm from Kansas City. I, I got I got 30 something people coming. So, you know, I, I don't want to hear the shit talk, you know, for 365 days. So, you know, either I'm going to be the one talking shit. Or- I'll tell you, I'll tell you the real reason why he don't want to hear no shit talk is because when you're a player, you got to pay for the tickets. That's you don't want to have to pay for the tickets and lose the damn game. <laughs> <laughs> At least, you know, you pay for the tickets and we win the game and everything. So uh, I, I, I know I when I saw him as questionable, I was like, yeah, questionable. He going out there. He going to be out there uh, come Sunday. For sure. Yeah, he's yeah. going to be out there. And then, see, that's the extra incentive for him to go out and be the X Factor when you got all your family members, chief fans, because, you know, he's from Kansas. And you playing for the opposite team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like, Moot, I'm going to tell you right now. They they may have grown up Chiefs fans, but today they Bills fans. Because right, the conversion continues. Baby boy is playing for the Bills. <laughs> so <laughs> they, they changing that over real quick. A lot of teams try to play that. Oh well, we're gonna stay die hard. I, I I grew up cowboy fan. My um brother was Washington, and my dad used to all oh, those boys. As soon as we played for whatever team, that's the jersey you saw in the house. Everything else went out. <laughs> so. All right, guys. Um, we'll see. We'll see Phillips. Dallas next year, Rube. Thanksgiving. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Thanksgiving too. <laughs> Again. Jordan Phillips and Gabriel Davis are huge parts of, uh, you know, the Bills' success and will be huge parts of today's game. And so today we're going to start getting into the flow of the game. That was kickoff. Now we get into the first quarter. Mook, uh, Mookie, I, I, I want to ask you this especially because you you talk to the players, you have a relationship with the coaches and the GMs, et cetera. Should 13 seconds or is 13 seconds used as a motivating factor in the Buffalo Bills locker room? Well, yeah. Why not? You know what I mean? I mean, you know, they 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 experienced it, so they 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 know how they felt, you know, after that game. Um, they know how they felt after they lost to them, and you know, the divisional playoff game, you know, in the AFC Championship game as well. So, yeah, you want to use all that as motivation. You know what I mean? If whatever you got to do to, you know, to get your mind right, to get yourself locked in, yeah, you make all of the motivation. But I mean, make it motivation because you know you 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 have to win every week though. You know, and that's and that's clearly like the Bills mindset. You know, they got the burn it all mentality. And, you know, they they they've shown that they, you know, they really is over it. But I know deep down in their mind that 13 seconds is they want to get back at that team. Like you lose the team in 13 seconds. You want to get back out there right away. You know what I'm saying? So I know that they want, you know, that that part of it is where the 13 second factor lies. But as far as them harping on it, being uh, mentally screwed up about it. No, they're they're over it as from that perspective, they're over that point. But you know, yeah, you know, this is yeah, all of that's for motivation to beat Kansas City today. You know what I mean? My my English teacher that I didn't like is motivation, you know what I mean, for me to go out and destroy Kansas City. Like, yes, yeah, all that stuff is a factor when it comes to the mental part of the game, and I know Rue can attest to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, you you know, you you make you 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 make reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, Rube, yeah. Speaking of, you know, looking at your career, if you lost a tough game to a team in a previous season, did you guys use that as motivation going forward if you were to see that team sometime in the near future? Uh, partly, partly. It depends on how much of the team is back together. Uh, a good portion of this Bills team 
you know, is back together and they can all, you know, recall that memory together. And so it's easier to, you know, have look over at Josh and, and Dawkins look at each other and be like, yeah, we ain't going to let that happen again. Cause they would get, they were together doing that. Now where you, you get start getting intellectual about, about it is you break the game down um, frame by frame, like you always do as a coach. And you pick out the plays that were good and say, hey, look, we did this well, and we want to continue to do this well. And then, and, and then you pull out the things that went wrong, and you say, hey, you know, these are the things that contributed to our loss. So we're going to we're going to hone our skills on these areas so they're not a factor anymore. You know, turning the ball over and things like that. You're always working on that. That's not something you got to bring up. But, you know, the 13 seconds, like that's going to be in our rundown each week. We're going to keep it as a memory. You know, we're going we're gonna, to next time that comes up, we're ready. Why? Because we've already came victim to it before. We it's a, a teaching tool, and we can pass it on for for years to come. Just like the Music City um, throwback. Everybody, don't stay in your lanes when you run down on a kickoff. Don't get out of your lanes because stuff like that can happen. You know. So smart coaches, uh, or frame it just right for the team in order for them to be motivated in a proper way. And, you know, the teammates, the, the guys, the camaraderie they have, they'll playfully be ready to, you know, like, hey, all right, no, we ain't going to go out like that this time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's all good for the Buffalo Bills with the team that they have. Yeah, I mean, it, the things are definitely different this year, 13 seconds, and the whole second half period had a large part to do with a certain player who we'll get into later in the in the show. But before um, you go on, Justice, I say they probably it probably gets under the uh, the team skin more when people like Mookie bring it up to Leslie Frazier about his coverage in, in that uh, time frame, <laughs> the defensive <laughs> play call that he, he was making at that time. So sure that's did, probably did. the only you know <laughs> thing that really get under their skin. Other than that, they. I'm sure they got the eye of the tiger, right, Mook? Oh, yeah, they definitely got the eye of the tiger this week. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, Coach, you know, as soon as the season started, he said, man, the route to get to a Super Bowl is okay. You want to get in the playoffs. They did that. You know, now it's about having home field advantage. They do believe that having home field advantage is the easiest route to the Super Bowl. So this is those type of football games. So. I get it. The next game is the next, the best games, your next game and all that stuff. They say it all the time. They PR'd up real well. But you know that this is a game they got circled on the calendar for just that. Those are the games. This is a must-win game, you know, to put yourself in the driver's seat for, you know, home field advantage because we know that the, the Kansas Cities and the Baltimores are not going to lose to a lot of teams, you know what I mean? So these are definitely right. what we call quality wins. And the Bills, this is a must-win for the Bills today. Interesting. Must win. All right. I'm going to come back to that. I'm going to circle back to that. All right. Uh, let's get into the second quarter. And, of course, we know that the Bills, they had an injury list that was quite extensive uh, come come Monday of this, this past week. And, and we'll actually, I want to ask you a question real quick. 
when when we look at that injury list as fans of the team, in my head, something says that, that feels like tactical, right? It feels like we don't want them to quite know where we stand in terms of who's going to play, who's not going to play. How much of that goes into what, the, you know, is put on the injury list from, from teams? Man, I asked Coach McDermott that same question because, I mean, you, how do you, like, really juggle this roster but yet still remain consistent in areas, you know what I mean, within the scheme and stuff like that? So, it, you know, it, it's, it, it's I mean, it starts from Brandon Bean first, you know what I mean? When he gets that injury report, he gets to – you know, he knows the extensive of those injuries to the point where if I got to elevate a guy from the practice squad or I got to go get another guy from another team and they got to do this stuff real quick. You know what I mean? So, um, man, they, we just let you know that the Bills have quality depth out there whenever you can not play seven starters like on your defense or whatever and still go out there and win 38 to three. You know, what I mean, that's just a testament to how they do things strategically and their coaching staff on getting those guys ready and prepared to go out and play at a high level. You know what I mean? Such rapid pace. Like, I mean, it's going to happen again today, but by the looks of things, you know, they, 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 they put guys out just for this game. You know what I mean? So yeah, everything's a full go. Join Poirier, those guys are going to go. Tremaine Edmonds are going to go. Von Miller, Jordan Phillips, Ed Oliver. It's all, it's all goes. Okay. At 430. All right, fair enough. Okay, so so now we get into the original question. Just how dominant can a healthy – you mentioned how, you know, you have certain guys out, you got to bring guys up, you got to play backups, and we still are blowing teams out. So how scary, how dominant can a healthy Buffalo Bills team actually be? Bad. A team that probably won't lose a game. When Tredavious White come back, uh, let's not forget they do have Xavier Rhodes out here. So now you got Xavier Rhodes, Tredavious White, Christian Benford, uh, Dane Jackson and Kyer Elam, those are six dog ass receivers. You know, I mean, our cornerbacks. So I don't know. Maybe tread their line. Somebody may move. Somebody may not move. You know what I mean? Um, possibility of OBJ coming here late in November. You know what I mean? So, you know, all that stuff is going to stack up and those guys will be healthy at the right time. And it's, it's, teams are having difficulties now with, you know, these teams not even playing together yet. So, of course, a healthy team was, I mean, a healthy team is just going to, it's inevitable Super Bowl. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, we, we have a healthy team today, and we're supposed to be facing the cream of the crop in the, in the Kansas City Chiefs. So, we'll see what that looks like on the field. Rue, when, when you look at a, a dominant team, right, and, and you play for dominant teams, you know, and, you know, when guys weren't quite healthy, you know, when those guys came back, how how much of a factor were those guys? You know, making their return to the to the team. Uh, a healthy team is almost an unbeatable team because of the grind of the NFL schedule. Um, that's why each week is such a big week, guys. You know, it's unlike baseball and basketball where you can build up the drama. Every week is the drama because almost every play, guys, can be hurt. And a lot of guys in the course of a game, they get banged up. And so they might seem like they're healthy, but, you know, they got a little limp or, you know, they can't rotate their shoulder all the way a certain way. Or, you know, we'll start looking at the D linemen and see how they tape up all them hands, how their hands are all <laughs> taped up and everything like that. So everyone's working with a, a degree of, you know, some type of ailment, but yeah. a, a healthy team 
is going to trump all these other teams all the time. Because if you banged up, you're putting in your third, your second, and your third and your second going against. And I can tell you, my hand could be taped fully up. I'm a first. You're going to catch hell against me. (laughs) All right? You can take both my hands. I'm a first. And you better have another first over there before I, you know, some damage come my way. (laughs) Other than that, everybody else is going to catch hell. So you, your second and your thirds are going to get catch up. And the bill, Bills are playing with a majority of their ones, you know. And that right there, and, and the longer you play those ones together, whether they're banged up or not, they learn to grit it out. But, I mean, the grind, the grimy game they played in uh, uh, Miami may have bonded them more than anything. Mm-hmm. You know, we're gonna look back on that and say how see how much that bonded them through that that grinding game. So show how tough everybody was that they still fighting and guys will play if they if they got a hangnail, they ain't coming out the game. You know, you're gonna have to drag me out. Or I'm gonna have to be halfway dead for you pulling me out of this game. And so our team being healthy lends so much more momentum in their favor. You know, so much easier for the coaches to coach, you know, because the coaches know their ones better than they twos. The twos, you kind of hoping, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah, we got, we might come along later. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> like, ah, yeah, I hope he come along. <laughs> Your one is there because, oh, yeah, I know. Oh, oh, oh Rube, we going to pull the trap and they going to open it up for us. All right. And now, who else out there where I got to worry about? You know, so that's that's really the 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 gist of the long uh, conversation. It's like your ones, as long as you can get as many as your ones out there as possible, healthy that can go out and compete, you're gonna be fine. And the Bills are coming in with most of their ones, the only exceptions being obviously Micah Hyde, who we won't see for the rest of the season, and Tredavious White, who we will see back in a few weeks. But uh, one that is coming back healthy that I think is pretty pretty damn important is Jordan Poyer. Uh, Mookie, can you just tell us about the importance that Jordan Poyer presents to this defense and to this league best secondary? Well, I mean, how vital he is, he's the one that, knows the defense more than anybody out there you know um you know he came with Micah Hyde I mean they got Micah Hyde first and then a week later they signed Jordan Poyer soon when Coach McDermott got the job you know so here he is this is another coach out there on the field and he's pretty much filled into the Micah role on the defense you know what I mean you know and, and and he had to switch roles, you know, because he's the veteran. He knows to make the calls on the back end. And obviously, Coach Frazier trusts him to be, you know, back there rather than having a rookie back there. You know, you got to have, you know what I mean, that experience, that veteran leadership out there. And you just saw, you know, you saw that in the Baltimore game. He was able to make plays, you know, being back there, um, losing coverage and then re-recognizing where the open guy is and getting his butt over there and making that play. You, you know, only a veteran can do something like that. Only, a, you know what I mean, a guy that a coach trusts to know that I know he can make that play is going to be back there. So Jordan Poyer is definitely vital. I know he's dealing with the contract situation, but, hey, kudos to him because, I mean, if he don't, you know, Bill's on signing, he definitely earned a bag somewhere else. I mean, 
the way he's playing right now. So um, that's definitely important to have a player back there, especially versus Kansas City. You know, so, you know, Jordan Poyer baits quarterbacks like no other. So it's good to know that we'll at least have him back there, you know I me mean, for this week. Now, I wouldn't know if we would have to be out there with, you know, some inexperienced guys back there with, with, with Patrick Mahomes. But it's good to have Poyer back there. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be a, a huge, you know, thing that, that comes this this offseason, whether or not the Buffalo Bills resign Jordan Poyer, but a huge acquisition that we got this past offseason was someone we all know as a future first ballot Hall of Famer, Von Miller. And, you know, the value he brings to this team, the value he's already brought to this team, um, it, it, it was you know, Sean McDermott said it, we need to get 15 on the ground. And that's why you bring in a guy like Von Miller who can do it. And when you have a secondary that allows the, the pass rushers to have even a little bit more time uh, to keep the ball in the quarterback's hands, you know, your dominant pass rushers like a Von Miller, like, uh, you know, like a, a Gregory Rousseau are going to, you know, have more time to, to do their work and what they need to do. On the flip side, you look at the Kansas City Chiefs and they lose one of, if not the best wide receiver in the NFL, most certainly the most dangerous uh, weapon in the NFL in a Tyreek Hill. So looking at the value of these players and what they brought or bring to their teams, who is the biggest uh, factor, losing Tyreek Hill or the Bills having Von Miller, Ruben? Ah, this year, you know what? I could actually take both sides on it. I could say um, losing Tyreek Hill is is a big factor because you know we we see them trying to say, oh, we don't need Tyreek, and we can pass it around to a bunch of other guys, which he's doing. He's passing the ball around a decent amount, mm -hmm. but it is it's not as explosive as. Mm -hmm. Tyreek Hill. And you take Tyreek Hill off, let's go back. Everybody want to talk about the 13 seconds and, and stuff like that. You take Tyreek Hill's big play out. And what happens? All right? You take his play seconds. You know, that's what happens. So, uh, I think losing him definitely takes some wind out of the Kansas City Chiefs sales. I think that does. Hands down, and I mean, just to add a uh, Von Miller to our defense, where a defense now that don't have to commit to, oh, we got uh, Patrick Mahomes, we're going to have to send guys on blitzes and dogs. We got to get linebackers in the coming. We got to get, get DBs in the coming a lot more than maybe normal. Well, we don't have that problem. You got Von over there. And you can uh, orchestrate some rush or some pressure with four guys and then have the back end come and rally to help you out against um, against Mahomes. Because, you know, even though Mahomes makes a lot of, you know, he makes a lot of plays once he's scrambling and stuff like that. And that's, that's because, you know, usually he gets out away from the defensive line. Nobody can track him down. But, you know, I think Vaughn's going to chase him into traffic. You know, he's going to run into traffic because our linebackers, you get out there in space, they could tackle people in space. And and this is the thing about Vaughn versus uh, uh, Kansas City. Mahomes is not a big dude. 
he's got decent size, but he's not Josh Allen. It's a lot easier to put him on the ground than it is to put Josh Allen on the ground. Is it Josh Allen like trying to tackle uh, Ben Roethlisberger? You know, yeah, you need two people. You can't do it alone. But you could do it alone against Mahomes. And you've seen it. And you've seen him get roughed up a little bit. And that's our guy's Vaughn's job. Vaughn clearly, clearly is the man for this job. I mean, especially what is their dealing? Their offensive line on the edges, not so good. Up in the gut, they got a better offensive lineman up in the gut. So it's going to be a tough battle up there. But off on the edge, man, they we got that advantage. Yeah, absolutely. If you take a look at last year's game, Patrick Mahomes ran down the field the first drive. He mm-hmm. couldn't get the ball out to his wide receivers. He literally had to scramble down the field the entire drive. Bringing in the Von Miller allows you to contain the edges along with Gregory Rousseau, both fast, long arms, and, you know, know how to work in space. And, um, you know, like like uh, Coach Mook said earlier, you got your guys like Jordan Phillips and your Ed Oliver pushing the gap in the middle. Now you have less time. You're more flustered. You can't get out of the pocket. You know, things look different. And then also on the flip side of this question, in last year's game, Tyreek Hill took over the second half. He had that mm-hmm. punt return for you know big game. He, he Patrick Mahomes made that play and he ran sixty yards for the touchdown. Um, you know he he also had a catch on in the thirteen seconds. So I mean it, they're both huge factors. Which one is a bigger factor in this one? Movie? I'm gonna say Tyreek Hill is a bigger factor. I mean because you know like Ruben said you. Yeah, they got Juju and they got Marcus Vazquez Scanlon, but they don't have a home run hitter no more. Tyreek Hill was a home run hitter. Whenever, whenever a team come out and score a touchdown to go up, and then the very next play you just dial it up like yeah. right back at you. Yeah, like, they can't do that right now. Kansas City can't do that. No, like like Bruce said, they're not explosive enough to to line up and do you like that deep now. You know, without having Tyreek Hill there. So you, you miss that element, and, you know, it, it's an advantage to the Bills because the Bills do now have Von Miller. So now that time that you thought you had to get it to Tyreek Hill, yeah. if he was there, is still minimal at best because you got an elite pass rusher coming in after your elite quarterback to stop you elite wide receiver from catching the ball. They don't have an elite wide receiver no more. They have an elite tight end, but they don't have an elite wide receiver you know, that, that, that can get guys fired like Levi Wallace. All right. So, you know, you, you don't have that. So I'm going to say, you know, not having Tyreek Hill, even though the bills face Tyreek Hill, because we drafted the Kyrie Elam for this game again, because we thought Tyreek Hill was going to be on Kansas city. So we had to get a cornerback that's big, physical and can run. We saw him in Miami. We saw what he did against Tyreek. Two catches, 33 yards. Nobody, again, still talking about that. But this is his first crack against Patrick Mahomes, too. So we're going to see him paired up against Marquez Valdez-Scanlon because here he is, taller guy that, that can run. So that's that matchup. But he's still not Tyreek Hill. So, you know, Vaughn's going to get after the guy. And, you know, he's going to be a different type of pressure for Patrick Mahomes out there today. And the O-line is not good as last year. And the secondary is bad. Nobody's talking about that. They just think that Mahomes is going to just shoot it out with Josh and not knowing that he's going to have to face a defense, not Josh Allen. <laughs> Absolutely. You you mentioned it. I mean, 
Marquez Valdez-Scanling is probably a couple of notches below Tyreek Hill in terms of talent goals, especially speed. Um, you know, so that's a huge part. But um, just talking about what you mentioned about Kyrie Elam and, and, you know, the Bills drafted him specifically for the Kansas City Chiefs because they need to stop number 15, right? And um, you also talked about how Tyreek, you know, how Patrick Mahomes is not throwing at uh, his own defense. He's throwing at the number one defense in the NFL. I know everybody wants to talk about San Francisco, but they're tied for number one, guys. So they are the number one team in the NFL. Um, you know, let's talk. Let's get into the fourth quarter. Quarterbacks versus secondaries, right? Uh, Kyrie Elam comes in. You got your Christian Benford is back. You got your Dane Jackson and Jordan Poyer is back. You know, what Patrick Mahomes is throwing at is completely different than – you know, uh, Josh throwing at two unbattle-tested rookies who are coming in, you know, and starting for the first time, and they have to now go against the best quarterback in the NFL. Speak to that a little bit, Ruben. What do you think about – let's start with Pat versus our secondary first, right? What do you think about him throwing at Jordan Poyer and Christian Benford and Kyrie Elam and, and Dane Jackson? All right. So with the addition of Poyer coming back to play, playing along with these young, talented DBs. It's going to be a desire. This is the recipe that I, this is the ingredient that I'm putting into my gumbo that made me tell everybody this is going to be a blowout. All right, people, our DBs is, is nice. They nice. They're young, but they're nice. And they're backed up with really good. I mean, Poirier and their experience and that leadership that, that you need, that senior leadership you need in big games, big situations like this for young players to develop, we got it. They don't have it. All right. That is, and it's enough experience over there in their defense, coaching wise, that has seen enough to have a good system set up for those young players to get the best out of them so they can shine. Whereas, and that ain't happening over on the other side. They have a whole different type of issue and type of plan. We are a, you know, developing young uh, star DB situation over here with us opposed to them. That thing, they got DBs that they're like, yeah, we <laughs> I hope they get, I hope they gonna be good, you know, and the system continues to get better or something, but they don't have anything of the to match over the, the for what the Buffalo Bills have. I mean, Leslie Frazier is gonna have those young guys ready to go, you know, and and for everyone out there that has to know when a young DBs, when the young DBs are hitting the field. They are being coached up big time by the coaches. They are constantly, and the coaches are constantly in their ear about the scheme and where to be and how to be there. And then you you take your safeties and guys like Poyer that's going to be out there that know the system also to help reiterate it. I, we have so much more of an advantage for things to go our way in, in that form. Mahomes is going to be Mahomes. He's going to throw a sidearm pick pass somewhere. I, I hope that Freudian slip I just made pick. I hope that comes true. No, I'm, yeah, I, yeah. I, was, I, was, I caught that. <laughs> you know, and I think, and I think this is a recipe for a lot of picks. I think these young 
DBs are going to have a really good day. Really, trust me. I, it's in my bones. I don't even know why I came out with the, the blowout thing, but I started adding it up, and I'm like, yo, yo, this is the type of game nobody saw coming, and it's one guy yelling, y'all better go inside, storm coming, nobody come inside. All right, here come the storms. I mean, looking at the matchup on paper, right, X out the name the Kansas City Chiefs and X out the name the Buffalo Bills, right? If you just take these two teams, I mean, the Cowboys are 4-1, and one, but, I mean, if the Bills played the Cowboys today, I mean, let's be honest, it would be a blowout, right? Yeah. The, the name really doesn't matter. Just looking at what the Chiefs have done, you know, they beat – they should have lost to the Raiders. They should have lost to the Chargers if, Pat, yeah. if if Justin Herbert doesn't throw that interception at the goal line. They should have lost to the – or they did lose to the Colts, excuse me, the Colts of all teams. Um, they only scored 17 points on the, on, on the Indianapolis Colts. And the Buffalo Bills have come out and dominated – four of the five games, and the only one they didn't dominate, they still won that game. Of course, they didn't beat Miami, but they dominated them everywhere that wasn't the scoreboard. Mm -hmm. It just looked like a better football team. And Mookie, when you look at what the Kansas City Chiefs have done, you know, you, you can make the argument, oh, they don't really miss Tyreek Hill that much. However, Tyree, or Patrick Mahomes only has two passing touchdowns to wide receivers so far this season. Yeah. Is this the game? where we see just how much the Chiefs miss Tyreek Hill. Yes. Yes, because here it is, a guy in Leslie Frazier that knows this defense in and out. I mean, I mean, and he knows now he has the players to dominate Kansas City, to, 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 to stop those big plays. I mean, they're in position to stop them. But now Kansas City did the self-infliction on trading away their star player. You can't replace them star players. You may think you can. But you can't replace that. And the Bills game plan should still be same, according to such, you know. But as long as the key is, is just getting the pressure. You know, the game is one up front. And the key is just getting pressure, forcing Mahomes in third down situation because they can't run the ball. And, you know, in times past, Kansas City has been able to run the ball effectively. So that's one element to look at it. Once they was if, if it's third and longs, if it's third and sevens, third and twelves and stuff like that, you know, the Bills deep Bills is winning. You know what I mean? Because they're excellent on third down. And we know that Patrick Mahomes is is we know our defense is going to get stops. We know we we know that. The Bills' offense is hard to stop, <laughs> so that's my decided factor. Even if the Bills, if, if the defense get just two more stops, we know those two more yeah. scores for our Bills. Boy, so I don't see this game being close. And again, if teams want to crown their asses, go ahead and crown their asses because they boy. are what we think they are, and we're going to expose that tonight, today at four thirty. But Keep in mind, everybody, Patrick Mahomes only has one damn Super Bowl. Y'all acting like the man got five, six, seven. He's not – stop talking about him in the breath like he's Tom Brady right now. You know what I mean? He has one damn Super Bowl. And if Josh do what they're supposed to do, Josh and the Buffalo Bills, then they're going to be dead even. And then what's the talk going to be about now? You know what I mean? Because that's the only thing that, that's the difference between the two is two trophies. You know what I mean? That's the only thing that's different between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes right now. It's two trophies in the ring. You know what I mean? And, you know, Josh is on path for that. So, we'll see. I mean, their secondary isn't good. Kansas City secondary, you Not mean good. no Trent, no, no, no Felton. 
who got torched anyway last year. He's not non-factor anyway, but he's not playing. Yeah, and then you got it. Trent McDuffie, who you drafted, not playing. Really? And y'all think that uh, uh, Kansas City is just going to just just stop this high-powered offense with the, with those guys? When it came to the Bills, they was talking about how young and inexperienced the Bills secondary was. You're not even hearing that chatter about. All right, Mook. Somebody made Mookie mad. I'm just yeah, saying. I'm man. Hot, man. I love it. Talking about Josh Allen going up against who are these guys on Kansas City secondary that nobody's talking about? Like Kansas City got a top defense and all of that. Yeah. Nobody's talking about that. They just talk about Patrick yeah. and so yeah. you, you, They're not talking about. Doing- Mookie, you doing the one hundred percent Buffalo thing? Buffalo people nice as man, hell, we, but they be mad. The, the way they be mad and yelling at you ain't always like like <laughs> rest of parts of the country. <laughs> man, this is believing bills. You just you did it, right there, what I'm saying. The, the, hey, you gonna see at four twenty five? Like that's <laughs> just it. That's that's just how it is. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. You know what I mean? And we putting on the bed in Arrowhead at 425. Right. I'm tired of you. Want to crown the asses? Crown the yeah. asses. You, you, you know what? You bring up a good point because I see a lot nowadays where people are comparing career stats between Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. And obviously that's not fair, but you want to swing it into the uh, favor of Patrick Mahomes, obviously doing stuff like that. And you talk about how Pat has a Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP and an MVP. Mm. Well, They've been doing this. This is both their fifth year starting. And if Josh does what he's supposed to do today, he will have caught up to Patrick Mahomes in all three phases, a a MVP, a Super Bowl, as well as a Super Bowl MVP. So the fact that Pat had two extra years of contention more than Josh, because Josh's first two years, they weren't really, you know, championship. So that says a lot. It does. You know, Pat has been to, what, five AFC championship games or whatever, whatever. That says even more. You've been to five of them and you couldn't, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You can flip that coin on either side. On one side, you, they can make a big uh stink how great Mahomes is. You flip that coin on the other side, it'd be like, yo, wait a minute. Didn't y'all fire Marty Schottenheimer because he kept going? To the playoffs, yep, <laughs> and not winning the playoffs, <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. So we could go back and forth all day. That's the fun part of it. Yeah, yeah that was the stupidest firing I've ever seen. Yeah, dumb. Uh, I was I was really young at the time, but I was yeah. really dumb. Um, <laughs> but all right, so so Mookie was talking about it a little bit earlier. This is the first time that the Bills have been the better team in the trenches when they faced off, right? Oh, the first yeah. couple years, I mean. It, it wasn't even close. Like they were dominating our offensive line. They were dominating our defensive line. It was all bad. Um, the last year was a little more even. Now I, I think it swings the other way completely. And I think the Bills are, are better on both ends of the spectrum. Uh, move. T- tell me a little bit about what the trenches play is going to look like today. Well, I mean, we don't know if Frank Clark is going to suit up. He's been dealing with some injuries. Uh, I mean, once again, they big bad bully is Chris Jones. We know how he's done Bill's offensive line in the past two years. Pretty much punked off John Feliciano and the rest of those guys. Well, I can't say Deion Dawkins, but we got Roger Saffold for all of that now. You know what I'm saying? You know, he's playing in that Reuben Brown spot over there, left yeah. guard. And we're going to see when he lines up over there, 
what's going to happen. Now, if you start seeing Chris slide over there to that right side over there against uh, Bates and, and, and Brown, then we know that he don't want no smoke with Roger Saffold over there on that left side. Another Pro Bowl guard that the Bills brought in for games like this. You know what I mean? So they understand that this thing is one up front. And they didn't spend a lot of the church's money going different ways that didn't pan out for them. So if you're going to spend your money, then you get what you pay for. So they go and get the best in Roger Saffo. You're going to get the best in Von Miller. Two of the best of the game that's going to help control your offensive line and your defensive line. You see the Bills with the continuity. You know what I mean? So that carries over in ball games. That actually win you ball games, that continuity piece. And, you know, with the familiarity that they have on the defensive front, you mean to tell me the only guy that we got to bring up to speed is Von Miller? Are you kidding me? I mean, Jordan Phillips back, he knows the scheme. You got Daquan Jones, who looks like he's been in the scheme forever. Tim Settle, Ed Oliver, Greg Rousseau, Espinosa, Boogie Basham. I mean, the list goes on. The Bills have one of the best defensive fronts in the NFL. And, hey, their offensive line ain't that bad neither. They're keeping Josh clean. Um, but, you know, we want to see them in the run game. And I know those guys can't wait for that to happen. Mm -hmm. But, hey, right now, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm -hmm. You know, and Josh is picking teams apart. Speaking of being good and better in the trenches on the defensive line, as well as the offensive line, they are keeping Josh clean that they had a problem with last year. Ruben, you know as, big, as good as anyone, better than anyone really, how much – the trenches affect the football game. Mm -hmm. How important is it for a team that wants to be dominant, that wants to win, to control the trenches? You know, they've been getting better each week on both sides. The defensive line got off to a really good start to the season. The offensive line, via injury and things, they kind of, you know, have to shuffle people in. But they've been fortunate that the guys that they shuffled in have held up. Um, there's some some bonding happening over there on the left side with Dawkins and Sappho. They're very formidable. Um, um, the opponents that they are facing aren't easily mixing them up and stunting and, and penetrating the, uh, the offensive line, which really messes up a whole lot. So, the O-line overall has been a, a bright spot, an uh, unsung bright spot to the Buffalo Bills' success because even though there's not much of a run game, you got to say, he they've been keeping Josh relatively clean other than going down to Miami. You know, there was some pressure and things and people are trying to talk about getting pressure to Josh. Uh, that goes both sides of the ball. Everybody's trying to get pressure on everybody. So um, that's no big deal. But over the over the course of the season, so up to now, it looks like each game the Bills' offensive line gets a little better. I mean, I've noticed that. At first, I was like, people ask me about the Bills' old line. I'm like, oh, no, yeah, they all right. Yeah, I don't want to say nothing bad. I want I don't want to be too critical because I'm like, yeah, they, they still got some more time, you know, and. Five games in, going into six, I'm way more confident in them now. And I think that's because of the competition they practice against over on the other side, you know. And Vaughn came in, uh, what is it? Rising tide raises all boats, right? Vaughn is that rising tide. 
They're raising all the other boats start rising now. The D-line's performing better, and the D-line practice against the O-line. The O-line has tough competition on a daily basis, which makes it easier for them to go into game situations. All right, we, we don't practice against tough people. Y'all can't be much tougher. We play practice against the, uh, probably one, one top two, three defenses in the NFL. So you're going to have a really good chance, not unless – your offensive line players individually just totally stink, which we're fortunate. We got some solid ballers. Ruben, hold on real quick. I, I have a question for you. How much of the improvement of the offensive line is the offensive line getting better? I mean, that's undeniable. They, they yeah. had stints of last season where they just weren't good at all, yeah. right? How much of it is the offensive line getting better or being a tough line? Versus Josh Allen being a magical unicorn that can like run past defensive ends and shrug off defensive tackles. All right, there you go. This is this is a good question, um, Justice, because it's a combination of both. There's a huge part of Josh being great that will that once again, uh, rising tide all boats rise. So Josh is so good, just like over on defense, uh, improving the play of the players around them. Same thing over there on offense, especially when Josh is able to scramble away from pressure and get away from mistakes and mishaps and things like that. Um, so that's helping them. And also Josh helping them with not putting so much pressure on them. This is a mistake all teams make. They put too much pressure on the offensive line themselves, just solely offensive line protect the uh, the quarterback. When it does not work that way, it's a group of people that <laughs> do it because there's only five blockers, line, linemen. And most teams send, what, five to six people after the quarterback. So – it's always one more than you have to block is the problem in pass protection. So what help? how are you going to help your offensive line if you got that situation? And a lot of people just don't know this fact about offensive line and blocking. They could block up everybody in, in, on the um, defense, and they still give up a sack. And where does that sack come from? That's the other guy's. That's the receiver turning around, reading the rock, hot route. That's the quarterback knowing where the guy coming from, where he got to throw. That's the running back coming up and picking up the right guy, the extra guy. You know, all of those Tight things. chip blocking. There you go. All of those things. That's where sacks come from. Sacks don't come from just straight up. It's it's times in a game when it's one-on-one -on -one and guy beats you one-on-one. -on -one. All right, that happens. Well, it's the NFL. You're going to see that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the other other factors, you know, other play of the rest of the team around it also contributes to the line getting better. And now the line's getting better because these guys are reading the hots and turning around. The running back is to coming up in there and chipping. The, line, the tight end is chipping in the right place. So the so the lineman can be in a place to help Josh step up in the pocket or find a gap to run a hole to run through to gain yards, stuff like that. So, you know, you see I'm kind of I'm real passionate about it because I'm playing. 
I would always hate that people be like, oh, y'all, the offensive line is terrible. Y'all gave up this. I'm like, eh, they no, we we don't block the Harlem dudes. That's the 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 seventh guy coming. We can't block him. <laughs> you know, the seventh guy. Well, I can't block, I can't block the seventh guy. That's the receivers in the in the quarterback's job now. Uh, the quarterback's getting hit too much. It's a hitting game, <laughs> you know. So, but Josh is doing a great job of elevating the play. And, and this is a very fortunate thing for a young offensive lineman like uh, Spencer Brown. So I've seen his struggles from time to time. But being able to play with these this team is going to help him be able to develop in, in his uh, maturity as an offensive lineman. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Trenches are going to be huge in this game and the bills are improved on both sides of the ball. And uh, we'll see how they fare against who is supposed to be the, the you know, the, the, the team of the AFC, the, you know, the, the top team or whatever, even though they lost to the Bengals, we know the Bengals ain't nothing special. So <laughs> we'll see if the Chiefs can hang with the Buffalo Bills. So, all right, we're going to get into the kneel down guys. And you know what that means. We have a moment with the man himself, Mookie Hawkins. What's on your mind today, Coach? 13 seconds is on my mind. <laughs> 13 damn seconds. 13 seconds. We're going to get our revenge. We're going to do away with Kansas City. And if they want to see us in, Buff you know, in the playoffs, they, they got to come to Buffalo. Uh, so let our fans, you know what I mean, you know, participating in this, you know, because last time they came here, it's during COVID, no fans, right? Seems like we be in Kansas City all the damn time. And guess what? We're going back to Kansas City next year from what I was told. So oh, wow. got to have home field advantage. This is a important game. Uh, this is for home field advantage. Um, you know, that loss to Miami pretty much even things out now as far as that driver's seat because we'll see Miami down the line to, to handle that. But to get a quality win versus Baltimore and Kansas City in the same year, and, you know, when everybody look at those two games as, you know, literally L's for the Bills, right? Normally, those would be two L's. But now the Bills are in the driver's seat controlling their own destiny, stacking another dub against one of the best teams in the conference. Uh, and then, you know, once again, they control their destiny. They'll see Cincinnati down the line. They'll see the Jets, New England twice, and, you know, obviously against uh, Miami. So they just got to lock in today. I, I, I want to see the Bills just continue to do what they've been doing. Um, you know, to treat Kansas City just like, you know, they're the Rams or, or, or they're Baltimore or the Steelers. Go out there and have that mindset and just destroy your opponent because we know their cornerbacks cannot check Stephon Diggs. We know their cornerbacks cannot check uh, Gabriel Davis. We know their defensive, their offensive line is not that good. So that favors our offensive line. I mean, our, our defensive line. So it's just too many ways that I see that we're better than Kansas City to the point where this game really shouldn't be close. So I'm going to go out and say Bills, 38. They're normal. They're normal. They, they average somewhere around there just about. Mm -hmm. Kansas City, 29. Okay. All right. All right. You got the Chiefs scoring more points than I got them scoring. So that's all right. I got you. Um, also, I, give I, I, give, I, give, I give my home some garbage time. And it's like, he's, oh, that's you true. Know, he, He's, you know, he's going to push that envelope, you know what I mean, and yeah. make it respectable, you know what I mean, towards the end. 
That's a fair assessment. I, I, I actually agree with that. Uh, I do want to point out one thing, though. I think it's pretty funny, uh, the 13 seconds, all that whole ordeal. When they played the Bengals the next game, went into overtime, Patrick Mahomes threw the interception with 14 minutes and 47 Thank seconds you. on the clock. Yeah, it was 13 yeah. seconds into overtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. But next up, we got the Hall of Fame, Mr. Wall of Fame himself, legendary offensive lineman, Bills legend, Ruben Brown, the Ruben's Rundown. What's on your mind today, Ruben? Well, what's on my mind is this blowout that's about to happen, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I've said before on here that I, I'm not a guy that does predictions. I'm not a better, you know. I, I don't even know how this stuff works. But I watch the games and I see and try to judge the momentum and the makeup of the team and see how they're executing plays and who's in, who's out, and all these different factors. And use what I have from my playing days to give myself a like all right i think these guys are gonna have the edge and when i when i did this leading up to the uh kansas city game every box was checked for me huh Can, um um josh allen facing a suspect db core check okay that can lead to the trouble um you know, uh, uh, Josh Allen is throwing the ball to like everybody on the team. Everybody on the team's got like a on, on pace to get a thousand yards. Right? <laughs> All right. You know, um, uh, team in general. All the player unhealthy players are slowly coming back. They got more on the uh, off the injury list than on the injury list. Check. Right. Core the team and start the build and everything. Uh, they had a, a rugged loss that you know puts a chip on their shoulder for the season. You know, I checked that box. And then I add in the factors of how well the defense is playing this year compared to what they played in the past. And I also check another box where I said. All right, the opponent they're going to face. Kansas City can move the ball and score, like you said, move 29 points possibly. But here's the difference in this go-around and why I'm thinking blowout. It's because before they had the ability to score exactly like the Buffalo Bills, right? Now they don't. They're a good, formidable team that can drive the ball on the Bills and put themselves into field goal position. This year, it ain't a field goal situation. They're going to need TDs. And the defense is way better this year, and they are not going to score as many TDs as the Buffalo Bills has them. Buffalo Bills are scoring touchdowns right now as I speak. They score and they sleep. They scored not even trying. I'm still begging them to run the ball to score, but they just got keep. They can't help it. They they dropping bombs. So this just all adds up in a way where you know I, I people got their favorites. You know they oh well the Mahomes and the Chiefs won a Super Bowl and they he was been MVP. Yeah, that's the past. <laughs> That's all in the past. Because today, right now, in the present, 
is the Buffalo Bills. So I'm predicting a blowout, and I don't have any numbers for you. I'm just saying the Bills are going to be in command of this game from beginning to end. It will not be a bomb burner, like a, a nail biter, like in the past. It's just not going to happen. Ain't coming down to 13 seconds today. Yeah, the 13 <laughs> seconds, they're going to be kneeling down. <laughs> tell you that. That's what's going to happen in the 13 seconds. And, ooh, guys, I'm going to tell y'all, let y'all land on the little inside. There's nothing more hurtful than you look across at the field and you see team kneeling down. That means you got beat down. Kneel down me. I don't even get the chance to try to get closer. Is it? Nope. <laughs> we about to we about to take the ball. We get on the bus and we out of here. So that's my rundown, fellas. I'm excited. You can you can tell I'm, I'm bills down. I don't even usually wear my uh, team stuff. You know, I try to keep it low key and everything, man. But uh, they got me. <laughs> I'm the old guy now, and the old guy's happy to see the team, you know, doing well. And I'm excited for him, man. I really am. I, got, I couldn't be more happy because Buffalo is in the conversation, you know. I love when Buffalo is in the conversation. It gets under people's skin, you know. I'm that type of dude. I won't get under your skin. <laughs> it's contagious. It's, it's contagious. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. So, last but not least, of course, we have uh, the gen a general rule. This is my section, and I just want to talk about Josh Allen for a little bit. Uh, you know, since his rookie season, since you know, Bills fans, we've seen him do certain things, and we were like, "Wow, okay, this kid's pretty special." Like he he has some of the tools to do to do special things, and you know, people were saying, "Oh no, you're wrong. You're just homers. You know, he's not going to be good. He's overthrowing people." Blah blah blah. Right. Second year. Even when he, he had zero interceptions through like nine weeks or something like that. And, you know, that turnover bug wasn't really biting him. And people were just like, oh, no, he's still inaccurate. He's still not a good quarterback. Third year, you know, he, he is the best quarterback through the first five or six weeks. Him and Russell Wilson. And they just gave the nod to Russell Wilson because Josh Allen was going to fall off at some point, right? And then uh, I honestly think that that is the only reason he didn't win MVP that season over Aaron Rodgers. It was because of narrative. Right. right. And then, you know, fourth season, he doesn't compare to Patrick Mahomes and all this. Long story short, Josh Allen has shown superstar qualities since he has stepped on an NFL football field. And Sean McCoy even said it. That kid's going to be special. Right. Um, and when I look at it, what Josh has been able to do today, he has 16 total touchdowns. That's more than 25 other NFL teams. Right. Yeah. He uh, has more passing yards than anyone else in the NFL by uh, roughly 150 yards right now, right? And the Chiefs are the number one points per game, but that's a fake stat because everybody else has played 20 quarters, five games, four quarters. The Bills have only played in 17 and a half quarters this season. Mm -hmm. They have could have easily... Josh could easily be up a thousand mm -hmm. you got, you got passing yards on, on some teams right now, right? He had 350 yards in the first half of the Pittsburgh game. He could have had 600 if you wanted to. Easy. Right? <laughs> Easy. So when you look at these numbers, they're as gaudy as they are, they're not even close to what they could be, guys. We, we have to put into context just how dominant the Buffalo Bills are playing. 
And I don't think people are doing that. When I see people have the Chiefs over the Bills in their power rankings, it makes no sense to me. Like, you lost to the Colts, and you got beat by the Colts. We lost to the Dolphins, but we beat the Dolphins, if you, if the you Dolphins see what I'm saying. Are better right? team than the Colts. And the Dolphins are a better team than the Colts. And every other game, we played a great Ravens team. You know, we came down to the wire, but we won that one. Every other game, no contest. So, you know, when Ruben and Mookie says things like, oh, it's going to be a blowout, if you watch, or if you're watching the games, then that, I mean, I, I honestly don't see how you come to a different conclusion. So, with that being said, we will see what happens. Mookie, you want to send this out? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, Buffalo. Bills down Kansas City. Now, do you believe? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Come on. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. Now, find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all sports information from live in game betting prompts and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use uh, your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Now, use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50%. Welcome your bonus on your first deposit. Now, Bet Online is where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.